hopefully by the time you hit 30, you got kids. Just being a bit more mature in your decisions. Definitely being an adult by that point. You know, like a real adult. <laughs> work, a lot of work, like being professional. <laughs> hey, I'm Laura Beth Kewen. Here we go for the last time. I'm the oldest person in my radio course. I love birthday parties. Sometimes I have beer and chips for dinner. I use a knife as a screwdriver. I still refer to Sunday through Thursday as school nights. My to-do list is usually written on the back of my hand. When the soles of my sneakers were coming off, I tried to fix them with craft glue. It didn't really work. I have practiced twerking just to see if I could do it. That also didn't really work. And I'm flirting with 30. Taking these troubles once again. Turning 30 is filled with expectations about settling down and being mature in a lot of ways, including having a place, a community that you live in. So today's episode is exploring the question of where to live. Some of the people you'll hear from today love to travel, and living in new places satisfies a sort of want for adventure they have. And others, well they feel more connected to place, and they want to find a home in the world. You might have noticed from my voice that I'm an immigrant to New Zealand. My family moved here when I was young. To find out a little bit more about how my family made this big decision to move to the other side of the world, to live in a country that we'd never even visited before, I called the instigator of this decision. My dad. Good afternoon. Hey, Dad, it's me. Hi, you, Laura. What's up? Dad, why did you decide to move us to New Zealand? Well, it was just trying to have an adventure, and uh, the op- crazy opportunity came up, and uh, decided to go for it, as opposed to kind of keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Would you recommend uh, if somebody was in the position that you were in 12 years ago and was looking for an adventure, would you recommend moving to a different country as a good way of achieving that? Yeah, I think that's a good idea, but you've got to want to do it. And when I was younger, I had opportunity to go to Europe and this place and that place, but it's like I don't want to do that, you know, I just didn't have an interest in it. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I just wanted to stay home. There was so much going on, and, you know, I had this had this picture about what things would look like in the future, and that's what I was uh, working for, you know, a future that looked like everybody else's future <laughs> or similar things, you know, you wanted it have a house and a family and a horse and a dog and a boat and this, that, and the other thing. And What happened to the horse and the boat? Well, had those things in the States, but um, don't have those things in New Zealand. Yeah. But picked up other things, because you, you do what the natives do, not something else. Mm-hmm. And so when I got here, picked up tramping, which I didn't do too much back in Oregon, and uh, yoga and some other things, and uh, and more 
more mind and body things, I guess. There's this thing like um, that we've learned about since we moved here that that Kiwis do all the time, which is like have an OE where they just like go overseas and usually live and work for at least a few years. What do you think of that as an institution, the OE? Do you think it's a good idea? If, if, if that's what your heart wants to do, that's what you should do. But I don't think that people have, that have gone on OEs and people that have not, um, I don't think the people have gone on OEs are, you know, ahead of other people. I mean, their, their worldview or their... Uh, the, the knowledge of how things work, I don't think it's any different, really. Because you could you could take all sorts of trips all over the place and not really learn much. So, <laughs> Yeah. Some people's always is a, a giant party. <laughs> um, and maybe somebody else's is quite, um, you know, they work and study and embrace the culture that they're in. Yeah. Uh, I guess that would be definitely a worthwhile thing but but does it make them a better person than somebody that didn't take an OE it's more complicated than that I guess thanks very much dad I'll talk to you soon catch you later Lawrence see ya bye bye you meet so many amazing people in Wellington who are from all over the world and they're traveling and deciding where they want to be from. I went to a house party the other night, and I spoke to some of the people there about where they're at and how they feel about travel and place and home. Here's what they had to say. I have been traveling since I was one and a half years old. We moved every two to three years. I haven't really worked out how to stay still since then but I love it is that a good way to grow up or a hard way I loved it because my family was really tight so I never had trouble plus I like meeting new people and I think looking back now I have a way better understanding of complete strangers and people I meet yeah, so um, I've come here with my partner, Rob. We're on a one-year working holiday visa. Is it fun to travel? Yeah, really fun. <laughs> it's one of the best things I've ever done. Do you think you'll find a place to be for the long term? <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I would, I'd like to one day have a house but definitely in the UK, that's not a possibility for me at the moment. I'd like to have that stability, I think, with having a home. But like right now, I guess it means that I can travel and do all this stuff and not have to worry too much about it, which is nice as well. <laughs> this might be hypothetical, but imagine yourself in five years' time when you're beyond 30. Do you think you would make a similar decision to just banty about around the world? Um, I think it would depend on the situation. I think at the, at, when I decided to do this, it was because things had just come to a complete standstill in the UK, and it was I was forced into that decision. Either kind of we did something drastic, or I felt like 
my the end of my 20s were drifting away and we were just going to lose that time so it was a it was a drastic measure if we had to do something uh this could be something that might work and it was better than just sitting doing nothing so i think if i approached another time in my life like that then i would do it again 100% now yeah has the experience of traveling like given you some different perspectives does it make you think about where you should live or what home means differently yeah it's interesting to think about it actually yeah i think I've, i feel a lot better about myself and about my situation at the moment more enlightened yeah but i don't want to be some kind of uh idiot that you know says oh you know traveling is what you need to do like you know the standard backpacker spiel I don't really feel like that. I don't feel like I found myself. I just feel happier. Yeah. So I never had a sense of home until I moved to Dunedin because I never felt really connected to the place I grew up. I mean, I don't mean to bag it. It just fully sucks and everyone's shit. <laughs> feel free to air this. Um, I think the downside to Dunedin is its size. It's got 120,000 people. Um, the way I found it works for me and a lot of people I know is to have an escape plan every two or three months. So I call it my big city fix where I would go to Auckland or Melbourne or Wellington sometimes and for a few weeks. And I often go for work so it kind of fits quite well. And then you just re-appreciate what you have in Dunedin and the easy lifestyle, you know. A, a lot of the appreciation for home comes from contrast. So it's I think it's quite key to get away every now and then and see it with fresh eyes uh, my name is Tom I'm from Wellington and I'm 36 years old where is home for you well that's an interesting question right now I'm, I'm about to leave town I suppose home is the South Island where are you going I'm going to Dunedin so that's great you know yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going home <laughs> do you see it as a settling move like you're gonna stay there for a while yeah I think so you know it's uh, yeah as I just said, you know, I'm, I'm going home. I'm going back to where my family are from, you know, the, the um, mountains that I spend a lot of time in. Yeah, the landscape I grew up with. Yeah, it's home. So, I mean, you know, I'd, uh, I'd really rather not leave again uh, <laughs> if I could avoid it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Are you going to be able to avoid it? Or what do you find that keeps drawing you away from Dunedin? <laughs> well... You know, you, you, your life takes you in strange directions, you know. You, you, you can be picked up and taken somewhere else very easily. You know, who, who am I to say what's going to happen next? <laughs> it's very, like, existential, like, who, who could know? Yeah. It's pretty deep. Taking all these troubles once again I'm not much of a drifter myself. I like to be connected to a place that I live in but I can see the value of travel. And people who have done a lot of cool things, they're interesting to talk to at parties. Maybe the world will call me, and it doesn't matter when that happens in life. Well, that is the final episode of Flirting with 30. Our theme music is by Martin Andrews and the B-Sides. Thank you to everyone over the course of the last few weeks who's let me interview them on various topics. Thanks to the New Zealand Radio Training School where this program was produced. And thanks to my tutor, John O'Manx. Thanks so much for listening, Flirties. This is, in fact, the final full episode of Flirting with 30. 
Keep an eye out for some bonus content around the time that I actually do turn 30, which is very soon, within days. I really hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, Flirting with 30. We'll get through this together. Yeah.